chapter four part three of the life of washington volume four by john marshall this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter four part three as to your question my dear general said colonel humphreys in reply respecting the cause and origin of these commotions i hardly find myself in condition to give a certain answer if from all the information i have been able to obtain i might be authorized to hazard an opinion i should attribute them to all the three causes which we have suggested in massachusetts particularly i believe there are a few real grievances and also some wicked agents or emissaries who have been busy in magnifying the positive evils and fomenting causeless jealousies and disturbances but it rather appears to me that there is a licentious spirit prevailing among many of the people a levelling principle a desire of change and a wish to annihilate all debts public and private it is indeed a fact said general knox after returning from a visit to the eastern country that high taxes are the ostensible cause of the commotion but that they are the real cause is as far remote from truth as light is from darkness the people who are the insurgents have never paid any or but very little taxes but they see the weakness of government they feel at once their own poverty compared with the opulent and their own force and they are determined to make use of the latter in order to remedy the former the creed is that the property of the united states has been protected from confiscation by the joint exertions of all and therefore ought to be common to all and he that attempts opposition to this creed is an enemy to equity and justice and ought to be swept from the face of the earth the force of this party throughout new england was computed by general knox at twelve or fifteen thousand men they were chiefly he said of the young and active part of the community who were more easily collected than kept together desperate and unprincipled they would probably commit overt acts of treason which would compel them for their own safety to embody and submit to discipline thus would there be a formidable rebellion against reason the principle of all government and the very name of liberty this dreadful situation he added has alarmed every man of principle and property in new england they start as from a dream and ask what has been the cause of our delusion what is to afford us security against the violence of lawless men our government must be braced changed or altered to secure our lives and our property we imagined that the mildness of the government and the virtue of the people were so correspondent that we were not as other nations requiring brutal force to support the laws but we find that we are men actual men possessing all the turbulent passions belonging to that animal and that we must have a government proper and adequate for him men of reflection and principle are determined to endeavour to establish a government which shall have the power to protect them in their lawful pursuits and which will be efficient in cases of internal commotions or foreign invasions they mean that liberty shall be the basis a liberty resulting from the equal and firm administration of the laws deeply affected by these commotions general washington continued his anxious inquiries respecting the course they threatened to take i feel my dear general knox said he in answer to the letter from which the foregoing extracts are taken infinitely more than i can express to you for the disorders which have arisen in these states good god who besides a tory could have foreseen or britain have predicted them i do assure you that even at this moment when i reflect upon the present aspect of our affairs it seems to me like the visions of a dream my mind can scarcely realize it as a thing in actual existence so strange so wonderful does it appear to me in this as in most other matters we are too slow when the spirit first dawned it might probably have been easily checked but it is scarcely within the reach of human ken at this moment to say when where or how it will terminate there are combustibles in every state to which a spark might set fire in bewailing which i have often done with the keenest sorrow the death of our much lamented friend general green i have accompanied my regrets of late with a query whether he would not have preferred such an exit to the scenes which it is more than probable many of his compatriots may live to bemoan 
ostensibly on account of the danger which threatened the frontiers but really with a view to the situation of massachusetts congress had agreed to augment the military establishment to a legionary corps of two thousand and forty men and had detached the secretary of war general knox to that state with directions to concert measures with its government for the safety of the arsenal at springfield so inauspicious was the aspect of affairs as to inspire serious fears that the torch of civil discord about to be lighted up in massachusetts would communicate its flame to all new england and perhaps to the union colonel lee a member of congress drew the following picture of the condition of the eastern country at that time general knox has just returned and his report grounded on his own knowledge is replete with melancholy information a majority of the people of massachusetts are in opposition to the government some of the leaders avow the subversion of it to be their object together with the abolition of debts the division of property and a reunion with great britain in all the eastern states same temper prevails more or less and will certainly break forth whenever the opportune moment may arrive the malcontents are in close connection with vermont and that district it is believed is in negotiation with the government of canada in one word my dear general we are all in dire apprehension that a beginning of anarchy with all its calamities is made and we have no means to stop the dreadful work knowing your unbounded influence and believing that your appearance among the seditious might bring the back to peace and reconciliation individuals suggest the propriety of an invitation to you from congress to pay us a visit this is only a surmise and i take the liberty to mention it to you that should the conjuncture of affairs induce congress to make this a request you may have some previous time for reflection on it the picture which you have exhibited replied the general and the accounts which are published of the commotions and temper of numerous bodies in the eastern country present a state of things equally to be lamented and deprecated they exhibit a melancholy verification of what our transatlantic foes have predicted and of another thing perhaps which is still more to be regretted and is yet more unaccountable that mankind when left to themselves are unfit for their own government i am mortified beyond expression when i view the clouds which have spread over the brightest morn that ever dawned upon any country in a word i am lost in amazement when i behold what intrigue the interested views of desperate characters ignorance and jealousy of the minor part are capable of effecting as a scourge on the major part of our fellow-citizens of the union for it is hardly to be supposed that the great body of the people though they will not act can be so short-sighted or enveloped in darkness as not to see rays of a distant sun through all this mist of intoxication and folly you talk my good sir of employing influence to appease the present tumults in massachusetts i know not where that influence is to be found nor if attainable that it would be a proper remedy for these disorders influence is not government let us have a government by which our lives liberties and properties will be secured or let us know the worst at once under these impressions my humble opinion is that there is a call for decision know precisely what the insurgents aim at if they have real grievances redress them if possible or acknowledge the justice of them and your inability to do it in the present moment if they have not employed the force of the government against them at once if this is inadequate all will be convinced that the superstructure is bad or wants support to be more exposed in the eyes of the world and more contemptible than we already are is hardly possible to delay one or the other of these expedients is to exasperate on the one hand or to give confidence on the other and will add to their numbers for like snowballs such bodies increase by every movement unless there is something in the way to obstruct and crumble them before their weight is too great and irresistible these are my sentiments precedents are dangerous things let the reins of government then be braced and held with a steady hand in every violation of the constitution be reprehended if defective let it be amended but not suffered to be trampled upon while it has an existence
in a letter written about the same period colonel humphreys after stating his apprehensions that the insurgents would seize the continental magazine at springfield proceeded to add a general failure to comply with the requisitions of congress for money seems to prognosticate that we are rapidly advancing to a crisis the wheels of the great political machine can scarcely continue to move much longer under their present embarrassment congress i am told are seriously alarmed and hardly know which way to turn or what to expect indeed my dear general nothing but a good providence can extricate us from our present difficulties and prevent some terrible conclusion in case of civil discord i have already told you it was seriously my opinion that you could not remain neuter and that you would be obliged in self-defence to take part on one side or the other or withdraw from the continent your friends are of the same opinion and i believe you are convinced that it is impossible to have more disinterested or zealous friends than those who have been about your person it is said the general in reply with the deepest and most heartfelt concern i perceive by some late paragraphs extracted from the boston papers that the insurgents of massachusetts far from being satisfied with redress offered by the general court are still acting in open violation of law and government and have obliged the chief magistrate in a decided tone to call upon the militia of the state to support the constitution what gracious god is man that there should be such inconsistency and perfidiousness in his conduct it is but the other day that we were shedding our blood to obtain the constitutions under which we now live constitutions of our own choice and making and now we are unsheathing the sword to overturn them the thing is so unaccountable that i hardly know how to realize it or to persuade myself that i am not under the illusion of a dream my mind previous to the receipt of your letter of the first ultimo had often been agitated by a thought similar to the one you expressed respecting an old friend of yours but heaven forbid that a crisis should come when he shall be driven to the necessity of making a choice of either of the alternatives there mentioned finding that the lenient measures which had been taken by the legislature to reclaim the insurgents only enlarged their demands and that they were proceeding systematically to organize a military force for the subversion of the constitution governor bowdoin determined with the advice of counsel on a vigorous exertion of all the powers he possessed for the protection and defence of the commonwealth upwards of four thousand militia were ordered into service and were placed under the command of the veteran general lincoln his military reputation says mr minot and mildness of temper rendered him doubly capacitated for so delicate and important a trust but the public treasury did not afford the means of keeping this force in the field a single week and the legislature not being in session the government was incapable of putting the troops in motion this difficulty was removed by individual patriotism from the commencement of the commotions the citizens of boston had manifested unequivocally their fidelity to the constitution on this occasion a number of gentlemen preceded by the governor subscribed in a few hours a sufficient sum to carry on the proposed expedition in the depth of winter the troops from the eastern part of the state assembled near boston and marched towards the scene of action those from the western counties met in arms under general shepherd and took possession of the arsenal at springfield before the arrival of lincoln a party of the insurgents attempted to dislodge shepherd but were repulsed with some loss not being pursued by that officer who could not venture to weaken his post by detachments they continued embodied but did not venture again to undertake offensive operations urging his march with the utmost celerity lincoln soon came up and pressing the insurgent army endeavored by a succession of rapid movements in which the ardor of his troops triumphed over the severity of the season to disperse or to bring it to action their generals retreated from post to post with a rapidity which for some time eluded his designs and rejecting every proposition to lay down their arms used all their address to produce a suspension of hostilities until an accommodation might be negotiated with the legislature 
applications were also made says general lincoln by committees and select men of the several towns in the counties of worcester and hampshire praying that the effusion of blood might be avoided while the real design of these applications was supposed to be to stay our operations until a new court should be elected they had no doubt if they could keep up their influence until another choice of the legislature and of the executive that matters might be moulded in general court to their wishes to avoid this was the duty of government in answer to these applications lincoln exhorted those towns who sincerely wished to put an end to the rebellion without the effusion of blood to recall their men now in arms and to aid in apprehending all the betters of those who should persist in their treason and all who should yield them any comfort or supplies the army of government continued to brave the rigors of the climate and to press the insurgents without intermission at length with the loss of a few killed and several prisoners the rebels were dispersed their leaders driven out of the state and this formidable and wicked rebellion was quelled the same love of country which has supported the officers and soldiers of the late army through a perilous war still glowed in their bosoms and the patriot veterans of the revolution uninfected by the wide-spreading contagion of the times arranged themselves almost universally under the banners of the constitution and of the laws this circumstance lessened the prejudices which had been excited against them as creditors of the public and diminished the odium which in the eastern states especially had been directed against the order of the cincinnati but the most important effect of this unprovoked rebellion was a deep conviction of the necessity of enlarging the powers of the general government in the consequent direction of the public mind towards the convention which was going to assemble at philadelphia in producing this effect a resolution of congress had also considerable influence new york had given her final veto to the impost system and in doing so had virtually decreed the dissolution of the existing government the confederation was apparently expiring from mere debility the last hope of its friends having been destroyed the vital necessity of some measure which might prevent the separation of the integral parts of which the american empire was composed became apparent even to those who had been unwilling to perceive it and congress was restrained from giving its sanction to the proposed convention only by an apprehension that their taking an interest in the measure would impede rather than promote it from this embarrassment the members of that body were relieved by the legislature of new york a vote of that state which passed in the senate by a majority of only one voice instructed its delegation to move in congress a resolution recommending to the several states to appoint deputies to meet in convention for the purpose of revising and proposing amendments to the federal constitution on the twenty first of february seventeen eighty seven the day succeeding the instructions given by new york the subject which had been for some time under consideration was finally acted upon and it was declared in the opinion of congress to be expedient that on the second monday in may next a convention of delegates who shall have been appointed by the several states be held at philadelphia for the sole and express purpose of revising the articles of confederation and reporting to congress and the several legislatures such alterations and provisions therein as shall when agreed to in congress and confirmed by the states render the federal constitution adequate to the exigencies of government and the preservation of the union this recommendation removed all objections to the regularity of the convention and cooperated with the impressions made by the licentious and turbulent spirit which had lately endangered the peace and liberty of new england to incline those states to favor the measure by giving the proposed meeting a constitutional sanction and by postponing it to a day subsequent to that on which the cincinnati were to assemble it also removed one impediment and diminished another to the attendance of general washington as a member he persuaded himself that by repairing to philadelphia previous to the second monday in may in order to attend the general meeting of the cincinnati he should efface any impressions unfavorable to the attachment he felt to his military friends which might otherwise be excited in their bosoms by his appearing in a public character after declining the presidency of their society 
the increasing probability that the convention would be attended by a full representation of the states and would propose a scheme of government which if accepted might conduce to the public happiness and would not be unworthy of his character had also its influence on his mind an opinion too began to prevail that the government must be invigorated by agreement or by force and that a part of the opposition to the convention originated in a desire to establish a system of greater energy than could spring from consent the idea that his refusing his aid in the present crisis might be attributed to a dereliction of republican principles furnished additional motives for yielding to the wishes of his fellow-citizens on the twenty eighth of march he addressed a letter to the governor of virginia in which after stating the reason which had induced him to decline attending the convention the influence of which he still felt he added however as my friends with a degree of solicitude which is unusual seem to wish for my attendance on this occasion i have come to a resolution to go if my health will permit provided from the lapse of time between your excellency's letter and this reply the executive may not the reverse of which would be highly pleasing to me have turned their thoughts to some other character after communicating this determination to the executive of virginia he received a letter from the secretary of war one of the small number of his friends who had endeavored to dissuade him from the resolution he had ultimately taken in which that officer avowed an entire change of opinion on this subject it is said he the general wished that you should attend it is conceived to be highly important to the success of the propositions which may be made by the convention the mass of the people feel the inconvenience of the present government and ardently wish for such alterations as would remedy them these must be effected by reason and by agreement or by force the convention appears to be the only mean by which to effect them peaceably if it should not be attended by a proper weight of wisdom and character to carry into execution its propositions we are to look to events and to force for a remedy were you not then to attend the convention slander and malice might suggest that force would be the most agreeable mode of reform to you when civil commotion rages no purity of character no services however exalted can afford a secure shield from the shafts of calumny on the other hand the unbounded confidence the people have in your tribe patriotism and wisdom would exceedingly facilitate the adoption of any important alterations that might be proposed by a convention of which you were a member and as i before hinted the president convention at philadelphia at the time and place appointed the representatives of twelve states convened in rhode island alone a spirit sufficiently hostile to every species of reform was found to prevent the election of deputies on an occasion so generally deemed momentous having unanimously chosen general washington for their president the convention proceeded with closed doors to discuss the interesting and extensive subjects submitted to their consideration on the great principles which should constitute the basis of their system not much contrariety of opinion is understood to have prevailed but on the various and intricate modifications of those principles an equal degree of harmony was not to be expected more than once there was reason to fear that the rich harvest of national felicity which had been anticipated from the ample stock of worth collected in convention would all be blasted by the rising of that body without effecting the object for which it was formed at length the high importance attached to union triumphed over local interests and on the seventeenth of september that constitution which has been alike the theme of panegyric and invective was presented to the american public the instrument with its accompanying resolutions was by the unanimous order of the convention transmitted to congress in a letter subscribed by the president in which it was said to be the result of a spirit of amity and of that mutual deference and concession which the peculiarity of their political situation rendered indispensable a form of government for the united states is submitted to the respective states which is ratified by eleven of them that it will meet the full and entire approbation of every state continued the letter is not perhaps to be expected but each will doubtless consider that had her interests been alone consulted the consequences might have been particularly disagreeable or injurious to others 
that it is liable to as few exceptions as could reasonably have been expected we hope and believe that it may promote the lasting welfare of that country so dear to us all and secure her freedom and happiness is our most ardent wish congress resolved unanimously that the report with the letter accompanying it be transmitted to the several legislatures in order to be submitted to a convention of delegates chosen in each state by the people thereof neither the intrinsic merits of the constitution nor the imposing weight of character by which it was supported gave assurance to its friends that it would be ultimately adopted a comparison of the views and interests by which a powerful party was actuated with particular provisions in the constitution which were especially designed to counteract those views and interests prepared them to expect a mass of zealous and active opposition against which the powers of reason would be in vain directed because the real motives in which it originated would not be avowed there were also many individuals possessing great influence and respectable talents who from judgment or from particular causes seemed desirous of retaining the sovereignty of the states unimpaired and of reducing the union to an alliance between independent nations to these descriptions of persons joined by those who supposed that an opposition of interests existed between different parts of the continent was added a numerous class of honest men many of whom possessed no inconsiderable share of intelligence who could identify themselves perfectly with the state government but who considered the government of the united states as in some respects foreign the representation of their particular state not composing a majority of the national legislature they could not consider that body as safely representing the people and were disposed to measure out power to it with the same sparing hand with which they would confer it on persons not chosen by themselves not accountable to them for its exercise nor having any common interest with them that power might be abused was to persons of this opinion a conclusive argument against its being bestowed and they seemed firmly persuaded that the cradle of the constitution would be the grave of republican liberty the friends and the enemies of that instrument were stimulated to exertion by motives equally powerful and during the interval between its publication and adoption every faculty of the mind was strained to secure its reception or rejection the press teemed with the productions of temperate reason of genius and of passion and it was apparent that each party believed power sovereignty liberty peace and security things most dear to the human heart to be staked on the question depending before the public from that oblivion which is the common destiny of fugitive pieces treating on subjects which agitate only for the moment was rescued by its peculiar merit a series of essays which first appeared in the papers of new york to expose the real circumstances of america and the dangers which hung over the republic to detect the numerous misrepresentations of the constitution to refute the arguments of its opponents and to confirm and increase its friends by a full and able development of its principles three gentlemen distinguished for their political experience their talents and their love of union gave to the public a series of numbers which collected in two volumes under the title of the federalist will be read and admired when the controversy in which that valuable treatise on government originated shall be no longer remembered to decide the interesting question which agitated a continent the best talents of the several states were assembled in their respective conventions so balanced were parties in some of them that even after the subject had been discussed for a considerable time the fate of the constitution could scarcely be conjectured 
and so small in many instances was the majority in its favour as to afford strong ground for the opinion that had the influence of character been removed the intrinsic merits of the instrument would not have secured its adoption indeed it is scarcely to be doubted that in some of the adopting states a majority of the people were in the opposition in all of them the numerous amendments which were proposed demonstrate the reluctance with which the new government was accepted and that a dread of dismemberment not an approbation of the particular system under consideration had induced an acquiescence in it the interesting nature of the question the equality of the parties the animation produced inevitably by ardent debate had a necessary tendency to embitter the dispositions of the vanquished and to fix more deeply in many bosoms their prejudices against a plan of government in opposition to which all their passions were enlisted End of chapter four part three